Tanya for the 29th of Shvat, but first the story. The Reb Shmuel Abba of Zichlin was once in the middle of giving a very um, learned discourse on the secrets of Torah inside of his sukkah, when suddenly the sukkah was um, disturbed by an outbreak of rain, and the tzaddik didn't interrupt at all. He continued to say his Torah inside the sukkah, and he... The more the rain came down, the more intensely he continued his Dvartaya. And at some point, the, the, the sukkah was extremely wet. And suddenly he rose from his chair and he cried out the words from Shir Hashem. He said, Mayim Rabim la Ava, turbulent waters, shayim, shaky waters won't be able to extinguish the, the love. And at once the rain stopped and the clouds went away and the sun continued to shine in the sukkah. Right now we're talking about mitzvahs. And as we're going to explain today, the tremendous bond that happens when a Jew does a mitzvah, the connection between the person and Hashem, or the person and the will of Hashem, which in turn, as we explained earlier on, is connected, bound perfectly with with Hashem, which means essentially a person does a mitzvah, he's binding himself to Hashem in the deepest sense, that this this bounding isn't limited by time, as we're going to explain. The yichud zeh, and when a, when, a, when a mitzvah is done, the soul and God, the, the, the union that occurs, when is a, is a union that exists forever. Because this is the will of Hashem, because He is um, um, blessed and His will is higher than time. And just as Hashem is above time and Hashem's will is above time, the revelation of Hashem's will, which is the Torah, his speech, is also eternal and above time. So we imagine everything to be you know, stuck within a construct of time, before and after, there's now and there, there's going to be and there was, and you know, of course they're different things. You know, the way I feel right now and the way I feel in five minutes is going to be entirely different. But that being said, that's just a construct. That's just a limitation that we perceive. But that's not really the way it is. It's like it's written. And the word of Hashem stands forever. Hashem's word, the Torah, isn't limited by this time construct. His words live on and they stay, they remain eternal. Hashem never changes or, or, or mixes around his words, his laws forever. We see Torah isn't defined by time when a person does a, a mitzvah in that time and in all time that union between himself and Hashem exists. But as our Torah is going to say, this only exists not in our world. In our world, the construct's a little different. But down here, Now, down here, when a person does a mitzvah, a person sits in a sukkah, at that moment, the union between his soul and Hashem is perfectly, is perfectly in order. But then afterwards, it could, get, it could be messed around with. Now, it doesn't change what happens in the higher worlds. In the higher worlds, that union continues forever. But in this world, a person needs to stand at elevated level. If he wants the union, he's have a, he has an incredible unification and bond with Hashem. He wants it to continue. He needs to stay on that level. The higher worlds, it always continues. It doesn't matter what he does. But in this world, if he wants, to, he wants that union to continue, he needs to stay on that level. Ki <laughs> 
Afterwards, after doing that mitzvah and having that incredible bond with Hashem, he does something else. Down here, at least, he gets separated from that union. That's obviously assuming that he does something that that isn't useful for the service of Hashem. A person does something, even if it's unrelated, but it's it's he's eating afterwards, and he has in mind all the right the right intentions, like we spoke about in chapter six. You know, he he's he's fully connecting to God through his through his eating. Okay, that's fine. But if a person's doing something like, for example, saying unnecessary word instead of learning Torah, well, in that case, he's that's it. He 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 hurts that that union down in this world at least. So let's say, for example, a person does a mitzvah sukkah, and then afterwards he he goes outside and he has a conversation about the about the weather instead of learning Torah. Fantastic! But then he realizes, wait a second, I just connected to Hashem and I did a mitzvah. And I, I I was in the sukkah, and that's a wonderful mitzvah. And I I I shook the lulav, wonderful mitzvah. And then I, then I, I, I hampered that union, that really close union by involving myself in not learning Torah when I had an opportunity to do this. But if he says, Hashem, I'm really sorry, <clears throat> on the spot he's forgiven. And now that, con- that continued effect is able to, uh, able to continue. In fact, Al-Jabba says, because Torah is something that's so commonly, um, um, tampered with on a, on a, on a, a union between Hashem and a Jew level, you know, we have the opportunity so often to learn Torah, and we're supposed to be learning Torah, and we don't. For this reason, the rabbis actually made it that we ask Hashem for forgiveness three times a day. In each of the Shemoneses, we have one of the brachas called Slach Lanu, and we're literally asking Hashem to forgive us. And what is this for? We're especially asking Hashem to forgive us for neglecting to study Torah because this is a type of sin which a person not going to really be um, saved from. Every person, or most, almost every person, has an opportunity to learn a little more Torah and they, they were lazy or they didn't do it. So therefore we keep on, we'll keep on um, asking Hashem forgiveness three times a day. So even if a person says, I know with certainty from Shachris to Mincha, you know, I most certainly didn't um, have an opportunity to, 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 to do any sins, but do you have every opportunity to fully immerse himself in Torah? That's very unlikely. So therefore, definitely we, we need to keep on asking Hashem for forgiveness for this. That's how I understand it. Just like the Talmud, which is brought twice a day to, to atone for missing the opportunity to do a positive mitzvah. But now, obvious question is, wait a second, a person has the opportunity to do a positive mitzvah, uh, or to do a, to do a mitzvah, and they, 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 for example, learning Torah, and he says, well, wait a second, three times a day I'm going to say, Hashem, please forgive me for not doing Torah. So you know what? It's fine if I don't, if I don't, um, learn Torah every single day, because you know what? Minchas in 10 minutes, I'll just ask Hashem forgiveness. That sounds very much like Echt of Ashuv, a situation where a person says, I will sin, and then I'll repent. I'll eat this forbidden thing, and then afterwards I'll say, Hashem, I'm really sorry. That's not, that's not a good, that's a good, not a good type of behavior. That type of still explains, as we mentioned earlier on in the share, in the shiurim, that Hashem will still forgive us. He just won't make it easy for us to achieve that forgiveness. But still, this is not a, a type, appropriate type of thing. The only time where this is really a situation of, I will, uh, um, I will sin and then I want to forgive is if a person has the opportunity to hold himself back from sinning. 
He could say, you know, I don't have to eat this forbidden food. But you know what? I could just do tshuva afterwards. And he says, in that case, okay, I'll eat it. If he hinges his entire, he, he leverages tshuva to enable him to do a sin. And it's not his own ego or his own um, indulgences and, and temptations that cause him to do it. But it's actually the fact that I could get forgiveness anyway. In that case, he said, okay. We're not going to make it easy for you to have Teshuvah. You're going to have to work to actually accomplish Teshuvah. Hashem's not going to give you the, the regular help that Hashem does in order to make a person do Teshuvah. But what are we seeing from today's Tanya? We're seeing the incredible bond that occurs. A person does a mitzvah, his soul unites with Hashem's will and Hashem himself in such a tremendous unification. And that unification doesn't just last while the person's doing the mitzvah because we're talking about unification up in the heavens as well. Up in the heavens, that unification is not bound by time. It's entirely above time. And so that mitzvah existed and exists and will exist for absolutely eternity. It's a tremendous um, uplifting thought. A person does a mitzvah and says, okay, big deal. I just put a coin in and the answer is, it's a really big deal. You're, you're you, uniting with Hashem in a, in a level that's so much beyond time. And that mitzvah will exist forever. And that mitzvah has existed forever now that you've done it. It's a tremendous idea. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. The Tanya is Lili Nishmas Shimona Basperz, Simchasviba Shonu is Violet, or Fushlam of Shlam of Elka Rocha Basaliza, Kayla Baschaya Mushkabracha, Benelka Golda, Mushaben Esther, and anyone else needs a Fushlema, and for the success of all the Jews around the world, especially those in Eti Shal, and for the soldiers who were defending the Jewish people, have a wonderful and very successful day. Thank you so much for joining.